do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Are bestsellers all they're hyped up to be? The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Chris and this is Paris. Hello. This time we read Hydrate Right, The Effective Way to Drink Water by Dr. Leslie Ike, which I found on one of my Amazon short reads dives, which is honestly now kind of my method for finding new books <laughs> if we don't have patron recommendations because I can literally just time limit how we read things, which... Well, I love it. That's thank you, Amazon, for this one functionality. Even though I still think your search feature is absolute fucking garbage it for is. actually finding anything, it's just a sea of sponsored posts and like there's no way to filter books meaningfully. Yeah, except for this filter, which is the short reads category. Yes. <laughs> that's the only way. But hey, it worked out for us anyway. That's how I found this. Um, it was self-published in 2021. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Chris. If this is your first time listening to this show, what we do here at the Terrible Book Club is we read books that we assume will be bad based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of the three. Sometimes we read books that our patrons, listeners, or friends recommend. So overall, we do the opposite of what most people do when they're in a bookstore or while they're browsing the internet looking for something to read. Typically, this experiment results in a hilarious and disappointing read, but you know, once in a while, we do actually end up liking the book. Our content warnings today, uh, in addition to our usual barnyard language, today's episode includes discussion or mention of, I guess, just like mildly gross medical talk. Like, I don't know, there's going to be some talk about like, I don't know, farts and pee and stuff. So if you, <laughs> if you don't want to talk, if you don't want to hear about that, I get it. Fart and pee warning at the top. <laughs> well, I don't know. Was, I Technically, people... I mean, okay, Paris, are you the type of person that gives people a fart and pee warning? What? When you go to the bathroom, do you tell people you're going to the bathroom? Oh my god, all the time. I'm like, sorry, I was late for that meeting. I had to pee. Like, I say that constantly, and I see okay, some people. Okay, but that's like, that's, a, that's a fart and pee apology, not a fart and pee warning. Which is like, I, well, so I do give the. I, yeah, I have to go pee. I, the farting, no, I keep that to myself. I I go and I go deep into the cave. Well, I know, of, you don't have to be specific house. about, it, but like any mention of I'm going to the bathroom is technically a fart and pee warning, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I do announce when I'm going to the bathroom. Otherwise, okay. the, otherwise, what you're just disappearing from rooms and not telling I mean, you can people say, excuse why? Me for a second, you don't have to explain why. You, like it could be a phone call. You just no, not excuse to me. Excuse me, and then you realize the person in the bathroom means that like something horrendous is happening they could, like... listen once they leave the room i don't know where they went they could have gone to another hallway or the bathroom who knows but what i'm saying is like you don't necessarily have to say the reason you are leaving no 
and disagree. I some disagree. people don't say like I'm going to the bathroom, right? Yes, like, they do. I have never met a person who just disappears from a fucking room <laughs> with no mention of where they're going. I think this this. I've totally had people just like excuse me a minute and like just go no. somewhere. Uh, no, 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 go somewhere, not to the bathroom. That's what I'm saying is like, unless you tell people, they will say like, excuse me, you, they could have gone to the bathroom, they could have taken a phone call, smoke break, whatever. It's no, the specificity no. of I am going to fart and pee that I am questioning. <laughs> Chris, I don't. All right. First of all, cue up the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song because I feel like <laughs> we are now on this show. Uh, I I disagree. I think I have never, ever seen someone say, excuse me, get up from a room and go take a piss without saying i'm gonna go to the bathroom i have never ever met a person who used the phrase excuse me as the segue for leaving a fucking room and going to the bathroom like absolutely not (laughs) i think there's a little miscommunication here i'm just saying that there are two scenarios one where you say excuse me and you leave and you never tell anyone where you went regardless of where you end up that's also weird which is not a fart and pee warning, but if you say I gotta go to the bathroom or excuse me, I'm, I'm you, I gotta use the bathroom. Where's the bathroom? That is a fart. I I have to fart and pee, and I need to get away from you people. Yeah. So that's what I, I'm like asking. Like, do you specifically? You're saying that you say when you're going to the bathroom, you're you're telling people I am going. This is where I'm. Correct. At. Yes. Okay. I don't know if I do that all. Usually I do. I can't I can't say for sure whether it's been a hundred percent rate of <laughs> I'm like, just imagining like I'm just imagining being at work and someone just I'm talking to them and then they just walk away from me and I'm like, where no, I mean that's the going? rudeness is completely separate. It's, you have to say <laughs> I just I gotta go for like excuse me for a minute. I feel like if you use the phrase excuse me for a minute and then you end up in a bathroom, it is like a signal that you you are puking, shitting your brains out. Like, that is like a, an parents, emergency no, I'm not, exit strategy. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that <laughs> I, what I'm questioning is having to tell the other person whether you are going to pee. Yeah, I think, and, yes, I think you should. You should always tell them that you're, I, I have I need, to piss now? No, no you should always say... <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom if you're going to the bathroom. Because then, like, if you don't, people are looking for you. Like, people don't know where, when to expect you back. I just feel like you need that information in a social setting. Okay. All right. Face cover. Let's move on. All right. Anyway. Okay. Now that we're over three minutes of bodily function discussing, now that after we gave you the warning for it. Yes. Um, how about I read the back of the book? Yeah, let's let's do that. Hydrate for your health. Hydrate to help alleviate pain. Drink more water. We are told to increase our water intake and to hydrate better. We are told to drink three liters of water a day. We are told to drink half our body weight in water daily. But no one, until now, has explained how to drink water effectively to properly hydrate our bodies. This is the proper way in which we are to hydrate our bodies. This simple protocol is easy, life-changing, and will hydrate you properly without so many trips to the restroom throughout the day. Thank you, Chris. Our characters and setting, uh, since this is sort of a self-help book and not really a, you know, a fiction, uh, we have Dr. Leslie Ike, the author. We have her patients, you, the reader, water, and the setting is today and forever. Yes. Yes. As we all need it all the time, drink your water. Yes. Uh, and the basic, like, content summary is 
Drinking four to five ounces of water every 30 minutes for the entire day will A, hydrate you well enough to keep you healthy, B, heal many types of ailments, and C, keep you from having to pee constantly despite increasing your water intake. That's it. That's the book. It's a short one. This was an Amazon short reads, as we said before, so we could kind of summarize them real quickly. This one was 40 pages. Oh, no, it was like 27 (laughs) (laughs) or something. It might have been less than that. All right. So let's talk about the things that were good. Uh, Chris, you were our test subject here. What what do you think about? I tried to implement some of the things in this book. Basically, the main crux of it, which is drink four to five ounces of water. I, I didn't really keep track. To it that hard i basically just stopped gulping down the glasses of water that i drank like immediately chugging half of it when i pour myself a glass of water which was the thing that i did before because i get i know i'm not getting enough water i know that i'm dehydrated more often than i should be <laughs> so when i get some in my face finally my body's like yes consume all of it right now yes also a frequent coffee drinker mm-hmm. and i you know, I had problems with, I got to piss all the time, dude. I got to give people all these warnings all the time. I feel rude. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, so I was like, okay, let's just try to make a conscious effort to just sip at the drinks over a long period of time instead of chugging a lot of it in like the space of five to 10 minutes. I have a problem with like being a fast eater in general, where I just like have something in front of me and just like I gobble it down as fast as I can. So... I implemented this, and guess what? I have to pee less. Yeah, the basic method works. I gotta say, let's say you get up at 7 a.m. and you go to bed at 10, right? Just as a basic example. If you drink four ounces of water every 30 minutes while you're awake, you will end up drinking about 120 ounces of water, which is a pretty solid amount, especially if you're generally bad at drinking water like most people. So, yeah, and being more hydrated will keep you healthier, you know, it's good. So I will say if you are someone who really struggles to drink enough water or if you're drinking a lot of water and you're really tired of peeing all the time, uh, this this seems to work just based on our yeah. anecdotal evidence, you know, of trying it. it yeah, you know. there's, yeah, I mean, there's two facets here, like drink more water during the day and don't drink it all at once. That's yeah. Yeah, that's that's the idea there, essentially. Yeah, and, and it, it seems like it's a pretty good idea, you know, especially if you feel like it's intimidating to guzzle, you know, a whole 30-ounce bottle of water, you know, at once. You don't have to. You just, just have a little bit every half hour or, or just a steady steady sips throughout the day. Works totally fine. All right, second point that was good. I agree with this author. Fuck sports drinks forever. I totally agree that, like, if you need to replenish you know, electrolytes and water in your body due to high activity levels, usually from sports. You know, I, I really think drinking Gatorade, which is just needless sugar and calories is a stupid idea. I like me a lemon lime though. I do like me a lemon lime Gatorade. I think Gatorade's fucking disgusting. Um, But anyway, like point being is that if you need to replenish electrolytes and water, you don't need to also consume a bunch of extra calories and sugar. I totally agree with that. That's why I don't I don't drink that stuff. Um, of course, you know, some people burn a lot of calories. Having a Gatorade isn't going to be a big deal. But I think just in general for overall health, it's good to cut down on excess sugar and excess calories where you don't need them for most people. You know, most people who aren't, you know, hard athletes or whatever. Um, so she recommends just having regular water or seltzer water with a little citrus and a, and a little bit of sea salt, which 
totally works. A little bit of salt, a very small amount. Like a, literally a pinch. Like yes. A, a handful of grains between your fingers. Not a handful. Okay, I mean, uh, <laughs> like, a, like, yeah, a pinch. pinch. Yes. Pinch. We're talking right. a 16th to an eighth of a teaspoon. That's generally what a, a pinch is usually a 16th of a teaspoon. So it's very t- small amount of sea salt. Of course um, you would know the correct amount of what a pinch is exactly. You looked it up. Of course you did. <laughs> Sorry, is it a crime to be educated? No, I don't know. It's, just, it's is very it a crime to, know. to enjoy the I know that's very Paris. To... <laughs> it's just such a Paris uh, thing. That's it all. is, it is. Um, to be fair, when uh, my partner was baking a lot during the pandemic, I also I had to know what a pinch equated to because baking is very precise. So I did, I did also know it then. It wasn't just like something <laughs> I had to look up for this. Um, anyway... <clears throat> Point being, a little citrus, a tiny bit of salt, and some regular ass water is going to do this. Is going to perform the core function of what a Gatorade would do without all I the do extra not calories and sugar. Ass water, even if it's regular. <laughs> I'm sorry, regular water um, or seltzer water. Um, and and I don't know. I think I'm a person who doesn't like soda or Gatorade. Like I prefer things to have just a whisper of flavor, like a seltzer. I'm definitely you know? off soda. Soda is absolutely disgusting to me, but the Gatorade is not quite as syrupy in a way, so I can kind of handle Ugh. it. I still sip it slowly and often will do, I'm only 33 and I'm still, I'm beginning to add water into my sugary <laughs> drinks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I thought that advice was good advice. Um, Lastly, she also talks about consuming foods with high water content. This is another great piece of advice to keep your diet on the healthier side. Um, Generally, foods with higher water content will keep us fuller for longer due to the water content, which helps you stay healthier because you're eating something that's mostly water, lower in calories, lower, you know, generally lower in sugar. In some cases, sometimes the fruit, sometimes fruit has a little bit of sugar, but it's natural. Anyway, normal sugar, not additive. Um, and this will generally also keep you from eating more. So we're talking about things like strawberries, um, watermelon, cantaloupe, cabbage, all of anything like that. Cucumbers. Cucumbers. I, I fuck cucumbers are the best snack. Yeah. Just bite, like chop the ends off, have a little bit of something on the side to dip the cucumber in. Yeah. And, they're, you know, it's, it's all fruits and vegetables. It's all, you know nutrient more nutrient dense i think than a lot of other things that people tend Big to eat cucumber stand over here yeah yeah i like cucumbers too uh so anyway i think all that advice is sound uh now we can move on to things that were bad okay <laughs> so somehow list. within this 25 page book there's actually <laughs> a handful of things that were a little bit baffling yeah uh, all right so first what's yeah. up with this cover yeah, did that? Did you get a little like cover déjà vu? I did. For a sec- so, because of the coloring difference that happened here, I like reinterpreted this image differently from the other time we saw the same cover but with different colors, which was Shannon's book of one quote. I didn't register that until you said it. Yeah. And then I looked at it and I was like, "Oh shit, it is the yeah. same." So, <laughs> if you remember a few episodes ago, uh we read we did a double header of two different short books and one of them was Shannon's book of one quote. It had this kind of like it was the cover was pink and it looked sort of like a fractured ice or fractured glass graphic or something. It's the same exact cover on this book except it's blue. So, it leads me to believe that there's some 
image repository that self-published authors are going to. Like they're all going to the same one. Some and- <laughs> some commenter or listener here has to know this because I feel like our listener base, there's a good handful of Amazon self-publishers in there. Yeah. So anyway, it was just kind of, I, I guess I, I feel like the problem is not that, oh, we saw it on another book, but it's just not very effective. Like it doesn't tell me anything about yeah. the content of the book. Like it's just, I guess, blue. People think about water as blue, but the image is not good. Anyway, weird. Um, secondly, let's talk about it from a technical writing perspective. The writing was pretty clunky. The phrasing was bad sometimes. There were sections that were needlessly repetitive or sections that just didn't need to be there. And we have another instance of bad famous person quote. Uh, that's that's a thing that happens in a lot of books like this that are self-published and you know maybe not edited very well. Um, so... At the beginning of the book, the author does make a point to say, hey, I'm not writing this book so that it looks like I'm smart. I'm not writing it eloquently. I'm writing this so that everyone can understand it and that so it can easily be translated into a variety of languages. Totally get it. You want this book to be for the layman. You don't want it to be overly complicated. I absolutely am down with that sentiment, and I appreciate that. Yeah, you would hope a book called How to Drink Water is pretty... (laughs) simple to get through right yeah however i think it still could have used an editor there there were just some really strange parts let me hang on let me just explain this um so okay for example a good amount of my patience has a good amount of my patience has shared with me that they drink a gallon of water a day i say to them no you do not because if you did you would not be so dry the people just laugh at me in laughing at themselves, but say, no, I really do drink that much water in a day. You would not be so dry. How? Dry how? Dry where? Like Dehydrated. I think that's like her joke about being dehydrated is like, oh, you're not drinking enough water, so you're just a dry dude. Just, it sounds weird because it's like, do you mean they have dry skin? Or, I don't. That's kind of the thing. It's like kind of, it's one of those situations where it's like, are are you telling a joke here or are you actually being serious? You're, you're supposed to be the medical expert here. So I'm actually like, am I supposed to be feeling dryness somewhere? Yeah. Here's another, another example of just a sentence that could have been written better. Um, well, even with all of those, that still is not enough water to keep your muscles, bones, sinews, eyes, hair, skin, nails, bowels, dot, 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 moist. Why the ellipses? Why the ellipses? Especially, Why the, ellipses? especially the combination of bowels, ellipses, moist. <laughs> it's just an unfortunate it's, it's like the construction. the knew that that word there was a little bit weird, and somehow the ellipses absolves you of responsibility for having put bowels and moist together. It's like, well, I separated them with three dots. You can't blame me. Yeah. Um, there's another uh, statement. Water regulates body temperatures as antifreeze does for one's car. So I was like, ooh, water, like water, the antifreeze of the human body. I just don't think that that Or is antifreeze water for cars? Yes, antifreeze, the water of cars, which (laughs) I don't know. And but then she also says that the human body, when properly lubricated, is like a well-oiled car. So I was like, is water... Oil or antifreeze. We have problems with authors and their similes here lately. Yeah, I just, I I would just want a more 
<laughs> parallel construction there. Like if you're going with one metaphor or simile, whatever, just stick with it. Don't mix things up and make it confusing. I uh, wasn't the famous person quote an Albert Einstein out of nowhere. Yes, yes. All of a sudden, perhaps the most easily spottable bullshit quote out there. Yeah, whenever you see Einstein or Lincoln, anyone who is very famous. But especially uh, Einstein, I think, is the one you should quadruple check. Yeah, or Edison. It's another popular one. Yeah, so the quote, all of a sudden at the very end of the book before the acknowledgments, it just ends with a quote that says, "When when the solutions are simple, God is answering Albert Einstein. I did quite a bit of Googling, and let me tell you, the only things I found that mentioned this quote in relation to Albert Einstein were those quote websites, which are just full of shit anyway. So I would say if you're writing a book and you want to include quotes, just make sure they're accurate. Don't don't perpetuate all this like misinformation about fucking fake quotes. Like it just sucks. Just, just do a little more legwork, people. Come on. What? Was Einstein even particularly godly? Maybe. I mean... I I don't know, actually. I don't know anything about Einstein's religious views, so. Also, why the random God? She's religious. She mentions being Christian a few times, but it has nothing to do with with the water thing. I think she's just <laughs> saying, like, she's saying, my solution is simple, therefore it must be good because anything simple is godly. I I don't understand that, but yeah, I, that's I, the, I, uh, I think that's the logic tree she's following. Um, oh yeah, there's a sounds like a pretty dry argument to me to hydrate that wow. argument. All right, here's another section that I just thought was weird. Um, I have another patient who had bone pain, joint pain, constant cramping of muscles, and was barely walking when he walked into my office. He had a condition of internal heat and wind, and he, too, was on a plethora of medications. What's a condition of internal heat and wind? Is it just real farty? Farts. farts. I don't think it's farts, because wouldn't she Internal just... wind is farts. Heat. Heat and wind. They're hot. <laughs> you ever had a cold fart, Paris? No, I guess not, but... Oh, it's chilly. <laughs> like... <laughs> I guess you're right. Um, I just... I was like internal. You got menthol farts. <laughs> a condition of internal heat and wind. No idea. I again. I think she's trying to make a joke here. No, I don't think she is either. I think. I think what's happening here is uh, we we haven't mentioned this yet, but uh, Miss Leslie Ike is a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine. So my thought is that maybe a condition of internal heat and wind is like a traditional Chinese medication medicine classification. I here's, here's another thing. I Are we know. sure this author isn't English? Isn't their second language? No, they were born in England and raised in America. Okay, well, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it would be. Ve- I mean, I guess it's possible, but it would be very unlikely that English <laughs> yeah. would not be their first language. Um, yeah, but so the writing, I just think, is a little unclear and clunky, and it just really could have used an editor. Please get an editor if you're going to write. Even for your short how-to-drink-water yeah, pamphlet. Do it. Get an editor. Get a second set of eyes, please. All right. Now let's talk about the actual substance, like things in the substance of the text that we had a problem with. All right. The sea salt and pickle juice info is somewhat <laughs> misleading. Yes, pickle juice. You heard yes. us, right? 
And okay, and actually the reason it's misleading is because the writing is clunky and not specific enough. So I am going to read a couple sentences to you from my notes that have a lot of clauses in them. So please stay with me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So while sea salt and fermented salty stuff like pickle juice can help with water retention and is in electrolyte formulas, so having a small amount each day is good for hydration if you are an active person. Guzzling a ton of salty water or a fucking jar of pickle juice is not, especially if you're not especially active. Okay, so if you are going to add a little salt to your water to help you retain that water, keep it to a teaspoon or less for an entire day. If, if you're drinking pickle juice, just have like a shot of pickle juice, like two ounces or, or less. Like you don't you don't need to be chugging the pickle brine. Yeah, I mean, two things here. First of all, I was very excited when I first read this because my one of my favorite snacks is cucumber. Little bit of salad dressing on the side. Dip the cucumber in the salad dressing. Mm-hmm. Kablow. Awesome snack. So I was very excited, except I definitely have like a lot more salad dressing than I should on the side with that. So yeah, I'm probably dehydrating out. myself ultimately. There. So dream crush that I was having a super healthy snack almost unwittingly. And secondarily, I would like to say that I had this factoid backed up, the one that you presented there, where like it's actually good to have a little bit of salty something to help in hydration there because um, I was hanging out with my partner and her cousin and her cousin's partner is a sports nutritionist, and she did wow. tell me Terrible guided that meeting. Right, yes. And she did tell me that having a little bit of pickle juice could help with some hydration, but obviously you have to be minimal with it. And the way this book just kind of says, just have some pickle juice without telling you how much or when yeah it's a little fucked up and like they're specific about the three to like four to five ounces of water i think was the mm -hmm. the specific measurement there yeah tell me how much pickle juice too yeah and i mean and this the amount of salt it's like sometimes it says like a sprinkle or a pinch and it's like well should i be putting a pinch of salt in every four to five ounces i drink because i feel like that's too much right yeah um Anyway, yeah, it, it kind of makes it seem like you should just be guzzling salty stuff all the time. Which <laughs> isn't there one point where someone's having a hard time on an airplane, and she's like, "I just helped them hydrate," and then I asked for some pickle juice. It wasn't on an airplane. It was at a, on an airplane. It was at a funeral on okay. on the terrestrial Earth. <laughs> okay, well, to me, a funeral and airplane are the same scenario. You can't leave. <laughs> it's very rude if you do. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's a little different. Um. Anywho, yeah, someone collapsed at a funeral and she's like, is there a doctor or a pickler in the house I need? Yes, it's like, yeah, I. And anyway, you know, like Chris said, this was backed up by, you know, a sports nutritionist who, you know, has degrees in this stuff. I also found a lot of support for for this um, reading uh, opinions from doctors online, specifically the Texas Heart Institute. There's a doctor named Michael Michalik who. um Mihalik, sorry, who answered a query about this. And he says, the small amount of sodium loss from dehydration is easily replaced from a normal diet. When we become dehydrated, the sodium concentration in the body is already elevated. Adding salt only aggravates the condition by forcing the kidneys to excrete more water in order to eliminate the extra salt. 
In circumstances such as extreme exertion in hot and dry weather, severe vomiting and diarrhea and illnesses like cholera, special electrolyte solutions, not just sodium, are required and may need to be given intravenously. The average athlete with normal kidneys needs water. Not piles of salt is the whole point. (laughs) So, you know, this is again, this is just one of those things where it's like in the right portion, something is good. But in the wrong portion, something could really fuck you up. (laughs) And And again, it's not like the author said, drink a shitload of pickle juice specifically. Right. But if you're being unclear about something in your short to the point direct advice book. It doesn't take much more to add in this. Like, just give me it at least a vague guideline. Yeah, I I agree. I think it just this would have been easily solved, like you said, with just a just hey, an these are, yeah, with an editor, or someone who looked at this and went, hey, this is a little unclear. All right, next, kind of a big deal point to me here is uh, don't call yourself a doctor in a book regarding medical health when you do not, in fact, hold a PhD in medical science. <laughs> um, the author. On the front of the book says Dr. Leslie Ike. But if you read even just her biography in the book or Google her at all, you discover she is not, in fact, a medical doctor. Um, and I just want to be clear that, like, I'm not saying this because I don't value the knowledge that this woman has in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. I just think that generally when people are coming across a book and they see Dr. Leslie Ike and they're reading about her and they're reading words like I diagnosed patients or I treated them, they're going to make a reasonable assumption that she is a PhD holding medical doctor rather than someone who has a very different expertise and therefore they may value her statements more highly even if they're not right because they think she's a medical doctor when she isn't. And this is like a titling quibble in in the yeah. end where that title is used for specific scenarios. And of course we could get into the whole do you talk ta- do you call people with PhDs in history doctor as well? But I mean yes. there's a specific meaning. Yes, you do. <laughs> I mean yes, you do, but in this sense, she is attempting to use doctor as a way to heighten her credibility in the medical degree holding sense. Even though I guess you could hold a degree in traditional Chinese medicine too, and hey, that stuff probably works in a lot of ways too, so we're not denigrating that. Yeah. But again, it's the way you are using a specific title. It's like if I, teacher at a private guitar school, called myself Professor Chris, right? Yeah, like people you're not are gonna a professor. Have, I, I have a bachelor's degree in guitar performance, but you've got to have a little bit more than that usually to be a professor is my understanding. Right, and I mean, to be clear... Leslie Ike has a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. She does not have a PhD in anything. Um, she did study traditional Chinese medicine in Shanghai, but there's no, I don't know if it's a degree granting institution. And I, again, I know there's like different types of knowledge in the world, but this, this particular scenario feels like you are being tricked. <laughs> and that's the problem here, right? Yes. Like don't call yourself Dr. Leslie Ike and have all these these phrases and words that make it seem like you're a medical doctor with a PhD in medicine when you do not have that. Um, I, I don't know how to make that more clear. Like it just feels like you're tricking the audience and titles go for specific things or, or, you know, people that have attained it in the specified way. And if you don't have that specific thing, you shouldn't be using that title. 
That's yeah. all. And and I just don't understand why she did that when the her own biography in the book makes it clear that she doesn't she's not a medical doctor. And then if like you look her up, you can you can find her acupuncture practice where she's an acupuncturist and she uses some uh she it's like Leslie Ike, comma AP or something for like acupuncturist. So she doesn't even use the doctor designation professionally, which is why it makes it feel even worse. It's like even yes. worse. It's Agreed. like you're definitely trying to fucking trick people into buying your stupid pamphlet, which sucks. <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't do it. <sighs> um, and then like, you know, in sort of in relation to that. The author claims that simply drinking more water prevented four of her patients from having serious lower back surgery, which I find kind of difficult, I think, to believe. I mean, look, I think I think being hydrated enough is serious and can prevent a lot of conditions and like excess medications being prescribed. Even joint but, pain. Totally. hundred yeah, percent. Like, right. But there's no specificity about what kind of lower back surgery that was. That's real vague. And I, I don't know. I find it a little hard to believe, especially because there's no other detail. She also claims that drinking enough water will alleviate neck, back, joint pain, dry eyes, tinnitus, swelling, skin conditions will fill in your wrinkles and has led, led to many people being able to come off of various medications. I'm sure. Okay. Again, I'm sure all of this is true of people who were like chronically severely dehydrated, but it's probably not true for most people. Like if I up my water intake, it's not going to fill in the wrinkles on my face. That, I think that's an absurd thing to tell people. It will help prevent further wrinkles from forming and becoming deeper. But like it's not going to fill in the wrinkles, which is the phrasing that she uses. Yes. I just God damn it. Not going to reverse. Like you can't really reverse oh. that that wrinkling process is the thing. And I, I agree with you that I bet a lot of this stuff did help these patients that yeah. probably were a little bit dehydrated. And there are people that have these symptoms that could be helped by simple hydration. So you should just try these basic healthy lifestyle changes if you're not doing them already. And you will probably notice some improvement for some, like a, a lot of these widely agreed upon basic ideas that are good for a healthy, to be a healthy person. But it's the framing that like these symptoms could be like, no matter what the source of it is, could be alleviated by hydration. Like, yeah. I'm going to still have tinnitus from standing next to loud PA speakers and That one was and also rehearsal. confusing. I don't see how hydration can fix tinnitus. That one just seems straight up wrong to me. I, But I'm not a medical doctor, so I don't sure. know. And I'm but... sure there's people with joint pains that were just, you know, not hydrating, right? So there wasn't, like, the right lubrication literally mm-hmm. in the joints yeah. from water content. But that's mm-hmm. not going to be the case for all of it. And it's it seems like everyone who has that problem might would be solved with just yeah exactly it's the framing of what she's saying that's the problem because it leads you to a conclusion that may not be true that oh well just drinking enough water every day is gonna is gonna fix my rheumatoid arthritis like no it's probably you know make sure you're hydrated enough so it doesn't exacerbate a problem but it's not gonna cure you of all this i don't even think dr leslie ike here doctor i'm using that generously for her i would not i don't think she would agree that drinking water will cure your rheumatoid arthritis either but in a short book especially one called how to drink water which is, you know, you're explaining things at the most basic level. Yes, you should tease that out just in case. Yeah. Again, just need, needs more clarity. Lastly, there's a very small part at the end. If you're reading the about the author section, it says that she has helped 50 women become pregnant through acupuncture. I have no idea what to make of that statement. I, I, it's 
not really in the book, but um, acupuncture for pregnancy. Let's see what the internet says. I guess it's, I, I'm betting it's like acupuncture the right way will help the ovulation cycle do better. Yeah, I guess, guess I guess there there is some science behind it being helpful during pregnancy, but I uh, ah, fertility, I think, is what I'm looking for. Supposedly, it, it can help with fertility. I again, I'm just well, doing a very. I don't I don't know shit about about shit, but I just thought that was weird that she was like, I've helped over 50 women become pregnant through acupuncture. And I was like, how does that work? I've just never heard of that before. I mean, um, congratulations on it. Like, that's a. I guess. Yeah. I have people. Well, assuming they wanted to get pregnant, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, I came in here for some joint pain and now I got yeah. triplets. The fuck? <laughs> Dr. Leslie Ike? Damn it. Um, all right. I don't know. Maybe there's. Sorry. I didn't have time to research that and I didn't think it was that relevant because it wasn't actually in the content of the book. It was just in the like about the author. Section. Well, we all so, learned something here. Yes, we did. Uh, the last little point I want to get to is there's a, se- a couple of sentences that kind of perpetuate the idea of like GMOs and processed foods are evil and will kill you. It's not said directly. And we've said this before, like, yes, whole foods are better for you. For example, it's healthier to eat a cup of strawberries and whole wheat toast rather than a strawberry pop tart. But GMOs and many common quote unquote evil food additives are actually not evil and not everyone has the luxuries of time and money to be able to eat as healthfully as they should and we shouldn't demonize their diet as a result. You do what you can to eat calories to propel your meat sack forward in time and not everyone can really go beyond that. So I I just think it's very easy to start being like, well, people who eat junk food are bad people. And it's like, no, they're just fucking poor and they live in food deserts a lot of the time. Like, don't don't try to, like, make them feel like yeah. shit. So, again, this is, like, a really... It's more of an undertone that I saw a couple of times, but I, I just felt like it was necessary to talk and about And the usage quick. of chemicals as a scary word. Yeah, scary also... chemicals. Yeah. Hey, <sighs> you know what water is, Paris? Guess what water is? What is it? Chemical. No! Did you know everyone that drinks water dies? Oh my god, you're right. I saw the chart. It's a direct correlation. <laughs> Everyone who drinks water does eventually die. I think you're onto something. Water is a chemical and it's killing people. Quick, call right. Tucker Carlson. We gotta get on Fox tonight. <laughs> yeah, everything. <sighs> that chemical is just yeah, this the catch. word for matter. It's like it's the word for a specific orientation of how atoms are made up. Uh, yes, Molecules. yes. Right. So it's yeah, so please don't please don't get scared by chemicals you know do it do a little deeper reading uh before you get freaked out by chemicals all right chris can we can we fix it i mean as we said before the basic idea is fine and good and as much as we picked this book because we were like ha ha this book about how to drink water just bring the glass to your face moron like it was helpful to my daily life when i was like maybe i should stop chugging the glass like halfway through when I pick it up right away. So the if you keep that actual useful advice, edit it a little bit more for clarity, get a couple people to look at it, and especially people, you want to pay attention to people that don't understand something. 
even if they don't know how to fix it, the fact that someone read it and was like, wait, what do you mean by this? That's a useful way to approach editing as well, just so that you know what you could clarify in the future. Could have really used that. Um, drop the weird Einstein quote yeah. for some reason. And that's generally it. Be more specific about your pickle juice dosage. Uh, you know, that, but that yeah. comes in with editing. Yeah, I agree. I think this is definitely salvageable. Um, there's some solid true evidence or tr solid true advice in here about the importance of water and a method to drink enough of it that's easy and will help you stay healthier. You know, I, I think I think my biggest critique of this in relation to editing and structure and stuff is just that it's it's clunky. I know I said that a lot, but that's the best word I can think to describe it. Um, yeah, just polish it up with an editor, fix the writing so that it's more clear, less less maybe accidentally misleading. Uh, and you know, just, just don't refer to yourself as a doctor on the cover. Just say Leslie Ike AP the way that you, you know, yeah. she goes by normally. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, unless something changed and she got a PhD and it's not, a, it's not obvious anywhere. It hasn't been updated yet. I don't know. But like that's, that really hits me the wrong way. But yeah, overall drink your goddamn water and eat foods with high water content. You will feel better and be healthier. This is kind of a scenario where I, I'm not going to say that there's egg on our face, but where we came into this going, how could this be possibly useful? And it was, there was legitimate information. Yeah, yeah so. that's true. I mean, like, really, I mean, 30 page also, book about how to, to drink water. It yeah. why, why are you charging me? This could be a Twitter post by you. It could literally be a, a Twitter thread. Yeah, maybe like five or six tweets long. It does not need to be a book that costs like five dollars or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's fuck off. It's not worth. I, All right. I don't know. It is. It is really good information to remain healthy, but whatever. It's it's fine. Just edit it. Don't call yeah. yourself a doctor and edit Once it. Again, it's fine. <laughs> hire editors, or at least just have someone look at it besides you. Someone who will actually offer you critique, who's not just a friend that's going to be like, it's fine, because they're scared of insulting you or something. That's yeah. why you should hire someone. <laughs> yeah. Hire an asshole. That's how you get a good book. Uh, turns out. All right. Um, do we have anything else to say or are we, are we done for today? Yeah, I think we're done for right now, Paris. Excuse me a minute. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Just going to take a minute here to thank our patrons. Thank you, Dari, Greg, Veronica, Will, D, Jared, Lynn, Senia, Yakub, like Chorus, Elliot, Kieran, Martin, Jay, Scott G, Luchek, CTAP1, Miri, Yanka, David, Anya, Anonymous, Patricia, Austin, Donnie, Crimson Paladin, Beast with the Least, Archagent Everlasting, Scott H, Robin, and Lax Stodies. Thank you so much for supporting the show, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Terrible Book Club. Terrible Book Club is an independent podcast produced by your hosts, Paris and Chris. Sound design and audio editing by Chris, with sound effects and music by Epidemic Sound and sometimes also Chris. Our theme song is Kiss by Yearn, which is, you guessed it, actually, also Chris. You can find more of his soothing synthy sounds on Bandcamp at yearn.bandcamp.com. Do you want us to review a book of your choice on the show? Do you want access to some extra audiovisual weirdness? If so, become a patron at patreon.com slash terriblebookclub. 
you'd like to send us a one-time tip instead, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash terriblebookclub. You can also support TBC for free by sharing the show on social media, following our accounts on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Goodreads, telling your friends about your favorite episode, or by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere else on the internet. To send us book recommendations or your adorable pet photos, send an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com.